listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to a joint episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast and the EVs for Everyone Podcast. Coming at you from NADA Show 2024. We're here in the Expo Hall, which uh, just opened up this morning. I'm Joe Overby, Senior Editor of Auto Remarketing. And I'm Elena Ciccatelli, the host and producer of the EVs for Everyone Podcast. Yeah, and so uh, what we're going to do on each show, we're each going to ask each other five questions. Neither of us have seen the questions before, and... uh, Elena, floor is yours. Take it away. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a very important question for you, Joe, and it might take a little bit of thought, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What was the first car in your driveway, first car, and what's in your driveway now? So first car was a, I had a hand-me-down from my older sister. Love it. Um, It was a 1986 Volkswagen Jetta. It was like a beige beige-ish brown like oh. color color of like you know my shoes or khaki pants <laughs> kind of a cross between that the khaki color and the car that's in my driveway now is a um chevy silverado uh lucked out and got it uh, a really good deal on it deal on it um three years ago just before the chip shortage and so a dealer was trying to offload all of their um their work trucks and yeah so my wife and i purchased it and um we added a, a few a few um, extensions to it and, you know, prettied it up a little bit so it didn't look exactly like a work truck. But, uh, but yeah, we really lucked out on that one. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? If Joe Overby from Auto Remarketing can't get a deal on a Chevy Silverado, <laughs> then I don't know who can. <laughs> like, let's be real. Ping pong it over to you. Sure. Well, um, so my first question for you is you launched the podcast back in late 2022, early 23. Yeah. Um, what has been your favorite part of doing the show? and what's been the biggest challenge? Oh my gosh, I love this question. So you were actually on one of the first episodes. I remember I launched it at Used Car Week. Oh, that's right, yeah. And I remember we did the podcast stage and you graciously said, hey, yes, I'll be on the show. And you know what? My favorite part about producing episodes is the cool people that you meet. Yeah. And, And also getting to engage with a community of really diverse people, right? So if if I've learned anything about the EV ecosystem, it's that, yes, there are a ton of viewpoints. One, One viewpoint is usually 180 from the other viewpoint, but that's what makes for a really interesting conversation and also opens the door to meeting new people that I probably would have never met yeah. otherwise. I'm sure you are kind of experiencing the same thing with, with your show. Yeah, and, and to me, um, you get to have those conversations and meet new people, but it's also like, um, you know, I, I don't know if you listen to, to Conan O'Brien, his yeah. podcast. Yeah. But what he talks about is like he, you know, you have six minutes with a guest and you kind of have these like canned questions and it's like, what movie are you promoting this week, blah, 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 and it, you know, it, it's all very produced. And he says, with the podcast, you can have, like, an extended conversation mm-hmm. and, like, 
um, really get into the heart of the stuff and just really um, just have some fun with it. I mean, I, it's not all that different than, um, you know, what I do for, for print stories or, you yeah. know, um, actual written stories. Right. But you can, exp um, you can have a little bit more fun and, and make it more of a conversation versus just these are my five, ten questions. Right. You know, um, almost like it's weird to say, but almost like a speed dating thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I feel like, and we're like at a weird speed dating table right now. Is that weird to say? <laughs> That's what yeah, I it feel makes like. Sense. Yeah, because it's like quick. Uh, where do you see yourself in the future? No, I'm just I think for me, it's been, um, you know, when I, I think when I first started podcasting, you kind of think of it almost like you're giving a speech and you want everything to be scripted and has to be right. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to just let it go. I mean, Oh, and I forgot to ask you this might oh, yeah. be my, my second question. Uh, your coffee order. We didn't do a cheers. Oh, cheers. Yeah, cheers. NADA. I call this dueling podcast Duel, in, the, in, I like the, it. in the calendar invite. <laughs> so, Joe Overby's coffee order. So, I uh, this is just regular, just black coffee. Um, it's usually what I get from Starbucks, which is which is so basic. But I, um, I if I'm getting if I'm going getting fancy, I'll get a uh, americano or espresso or a, um, a latte. Um, I will say that my favorite coffee drink that I get is an americano at a, a local place in Raleigh, um, a little neighborhood hole-in-the-wall coffee shop called yeah. uh, Rebus Works. Um, it's a little market in in a neighborhood, and they have they make the best americanos around. If you were a dealer, if you were among the, the hundreds and thousands of dealers here, and you were going to go buy used EVs at an auction or maybe as a trade-in from a customer, what are some things that you would check for? Yeah. So, first and foremost, I think I would really, I would dig into some battery health stats. I know there's a ton mm -hmm. of really amazing technologies that are out there on the market helping. Yes, we have some data with EV battery health, but then there's also this unpredictability of what the residual value is going to be like. And that was a very terrible answer to your question. I know a ton of dealers are asking themselves this very same thing, right? Because they're getting all these new makes and models. I was talking to an Acura dealer yesterday by chance, and he was saying uh, he's located right out of, outside of DC, and Acura is going to have this particular dealership because of the geographic location have a ton of uh, EV. He said he's going to be all like 100% EV coming in all new model. And so he said, I, I think it's going to do well. But at the same time, I'm a little bit nervous. And I said, oh, okay. Because then also, too, from some of the highlights yesterday of the conference, it was that big uh, geographic map and split of let's look at where people are very seriously considering EV versus not considering. There's this huge discrepancy in, in geography, which makes sense, right? Because, you know, that we've got the infrastructure problem. We've got, you know, so the list goes on and on. But What are some opportunities for kind of the non-automaker, non-franchise uh, dealer businesses for, for somebody to come in and, like, you know, make a business out of servicing the EV market? Some of these, uh, like, F&I tools where they're coming into the dealer and uh, and companies are already doing this 
you can sponsor me if you want me to name drop. Uh, but <laughs> uh, there's a lot of companies that are coming into the market doing that F&I piece of the charger sale and then giving the revenue also to the dealer. So it's it's a rev, it's a rev share with the dealership, but then also helping educate the consumer on charging options, home charging options, and what does that look like, and can we bundle that into the, the payment of the lease. What I'm trying to say is there's a ton of new stuff out there, yeah. and everybody wants the dealer to be their partner. I t- again, I talk to a ton of EV startups, and they're like, Elena, what dealer can you introduce me to? There are um, people who have done startups of uh, you know, EV retailers. Right, um, yes. There's one uh, not too far uh, from us up in Richmond called Recharged. Uh, they were at uh, Used Car Week, and um, there's some folks that used to work for car lots that are doing that now. There's another, there's one in Chicago, and I don't, I assume they're still around, but I think their background is um, dealership, from the dealership world and Tesla, I think, too, so kind of yeah. marrying the best, best of both worlds. But, um, yeah, it's, it really is one of the few businesses, unless you're already in it, you can't just jump into it. Right, yeah, exactly. But what is interesting, though, you bring up a great point. So John Foley from Recharged, Mm -hmm. he's been on the show a couple times. Love John. He's awesome. And then Alex Lawrence, he's the one in um, Utah that has EV Auto. Okay. And so he's another one that's, like, kind of following that model of that. But he has a dealership, but it's all used EVs, which puts this whole new spin on having a used car lot, yeah, which is so interesting, right? Yeah, and and um, I'm really curious to see, you know, where that goes. I mean, certainly the that used only has been challenged lately because of just the used car market. Yeah, it's so hard. It's, yeah, I mean, all the publics have put, you know pulled back a little bit on their standalone used car stores. Obviously, you saw the unfortunate right. thing with Vroom and Shift that both had to shut down. Um, but, you know, the used car market um, historically has been very steady. It's It's been the last few years that it's been kind of crazy, but it, historically, it's 35 to 40 million car sales every single year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think there, if for for folks that can figure out how to do it, um, I, I think that is a, a brilliant concept uh, to do an EV startup, especially if you have knowledge of the market. If you were a dealer, a franchise dealer, what would you start to strategize around? What would be your like first half of the year plan to kind of steady the ship, right? What would you do? I would, um, I would buy. I would go ahead and buy a lot of. Um, used cars because um, one of the presentations yesterday at J.D. Power mentioned that um, first half of the year off-lease volume is going to be up 21%. Second half of the year down 26%. I think the the style of uh, salesperson and dealerships maybe has to become um, continue to become more consultative. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's a an analogy that gets overused sometimes. But like, take it more of like an Apple Store approach. Mm. Um, funny enough, we, we talked about talked about Conan earlier. Oh yeah. Um, his he does a pod, he had a podcast where he interviews fans every week, mm. and the guy he talked to um, 
last week was a used car dealer. Oh, nice. And this guy was very like laid back, very chill. He he um, he really. Um, he wasn't like his whole approach. He, he was talking his approach to car sales was he does not pressure. He does not like he's not that like kind of stereotypical aggressive like salesy guy. He, he was very much laid back. He's like I'm here to help the customer if they what they need. If they don't want to buy a car, maybe a car's not for them right now. That's cool. And I was like, and Conan Conan said this and like it resonated with me. He was like I, I want I want to buy a car with you. That's super attractive. That that's your approach. So maybe that's not for everybody, you know. Um, me personally, that's my st- my style. I don't know if that was five questions or not on my <laughs> side, but I, well, I uh, I'm just kind of uh, going stream of consciousness now. <laughs> I've got two two more quick questions for you. Okay. If you had a choice of any existing EV or mm-hmm. any vehicle whatsoever to convert to an, any era, any model to convert to an electric vehicle, what would it be? Oh, geez, Louise. Um, I really do like the Tesla Model Y, and I know that that seems <laughs> seems a little bit basic, but I think I would, I would really enjoy the Model Y. Um, I'm not putting in an order for a Cybertruck, <laughs> so that is one vehicle I will not be getting, but I am interested in uh, in some of these other EV SUVs that are coming out, like the um, the Blazer. I just talked to Elizabeth Creer from JD Power, and we and she was talking about all the different makes and models that are be coming out with some of the the EV. Um, uh, and PHEVs. I don't know. I like I like what I have right now. Yeah. So I'm not really too eager to, to shift into anything else. So. Well, I, I think I would um, I would take an old Ford Bronco, like OJ Simpson era Ford oh, Bronco. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and my gosh. Convert that to uh, to EV. One of my friends in high school had a, uh, a Ford Bronco, and he like he took that like the back half off, and and then he put a. Um, like a um, like a rubber not tarp but like a cover yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just the coolest thing and he called it the beast oh and it was my and it, his license gosh. plate said the beast and I was like oh, that, it was just man. the coolest thing and that that electric would be pretty pretty cool but um, the uh, the Dodge guy yesterday was talking about um, oh that's right yeah he, even with EVs you still need it part of like driving some of those cars like what makes what makes those cars those cars is the sound and I, if there was a way to replicate that sound you know yeah he needs be... the, the the muscle sound yeah exactly what he was saying that was so interesting what they do with the acoustics is yeah. just purely with speakers and yeah people are really passionate about the sound yeah <laughs> which is interesting <laughs> we're here in las vegas what is your favorite part of las vegas or maybe a hidden hidden gem here Ooh, okay um I don't really know about hidden gem, but I am definitely a theater goer. Um, little known fact is that I was a ballet dancer for 15 oh, years, wow. like professionally. That's so awesome. in a different lifetime, in a different time in my life. So I'm, I'm still very much a theater goer. And I'm a big fan of Michael Jackson's music because it makes you dance. Yeah. And so there's a phenomenal show here. It's a Cirque du Soleil show. It's called Michael Jackson One. If anybody else loves just 
not only his music, but just like a big dance party. It's an amazing show. I think I've seen it five times. Oh, wow. I'm a little bit obsessed with it. <laughs> it's like a really, really fun show. So I, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm in Vegas. So the Bacchanal Buffet in Caesars is like our go-to oh, yeah, it's real good. buffet that yeah. we go to. Um, I'm embarrassed to say how many times we've been to this <laughs> buffet because we really enjoy it. So actually, I want to ask you the same thing. Oh, yeah. What's so, your favorite? I would say... Um, I don't know. I, I can't say that it's a, um, my favorite yet because I haven't been to it, but it is kind of a hidden gem. Just it just opened like April, but there's a um, uh, not far from here actually. There is a punk rock museum, oh, and I just true. I just think it'd be the coolest thing to go check yeah. out. Apparently they um, they have like they set up a almost like a living room with all the like. Um, all the instruments you can go play the drums and guitars and all that oh, kind of so stuff. So cool! And they, um, they, the museum itself was launched by um, a, a guy who was in one of the punk bands. And I don't, I'm not really into the whole punk scene. I like a couple of like I would call them punk adjacent bands. Mm. Um, <laughs> punk adjacent. Yeah. Like, like, Wait, give me an example like of Green, Green oh, Day, okay. the Offspring, okay, um, yeah. Dropkick Murphys, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of. And also. Auto Intel Summit's coming up in April. Yes, uh, April 23rd through 25th. In, uh, it's actually in Cary, North Carolina, which is the uh, same area as Raleigh. We're uh, between, um, we're about 10 minutes from the airport, so easy easy um, drive for people fly in, um, get right to the hotel. and uh, yeah. It's in a cool area, and um, it's going to be Auto Intel Summit and our National Remarketing Conference. So this is a blend of both you know, wholesale auction content, but also... Mm-hmm. You know, technology, investment, innovation, um, and uh, just kind of exploring, you know, all of the, the new technology in the industry, but also the, the investment dollars behind it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm always looking forward to it. I'm always a super fan of, of Auto Intel and Used Car Week, so looking forward to that. But... I mean, this was great. Thank you for joining and for collabing. I remember when you sent me the email and said, hey, let's do it. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready. So thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. That's EVs, the number four, everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, keep charging forward. Word.